Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Hello, it's Julia. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about something I have coming up real quick before you listen to this podcast. I am launching my mediumship and angel intuitive course in February. This is a six week virtual course where you will receive content via email and you will also be invited to a private member site where you can access all of the information. We will have live calls every week. This is my best selling course. It is a game changer. For those of you who have always wanted to work with me, I hear from so many people that want to work with me. And and my one-on-one coaching packages are, you know, the six-month package is $15,000. And for those of you that can't do that or swing that at this time, um, I suggest that you hop into the Mediumship Angel Intuitive course if you are really ready to open up to your gifts Harness them, learn how to move through them with grace and ease, and really see things through God's eyes. That's what I'm here to teach you to do. So when you see things through God's eyes, it is love and only love. Everyone who has ever taken my course is doing readings on the second day. So yes, you can do it. Yes, you're ready. And I am now prepared to make it as easy as possible for you to get into my course. So the course is starting in February. Get over to my website, check it out, juliatreat.com. That course, I usually sell it for $22.22. And yes, that is $2,222. But for the very first time ever, I am offering it for $9.97. I feel guided to do this. I am happy and thrilled to do this so that more people can take advantage of this amazing offer to work with me for six weeks. Um, We will be connecting as a group, but I'm telling you what, it's going to be life-changing. I will have payment plans for you available for any of you that need those. Um, So that's it. It's coming in February. Don't miss this opportunity. I only teach it one time per year. Just decide today to say yes. Just say yes. Yes to the new. Yes to the unknown. Yes to taking chances, taking risks, taking leaps of faith, whatever it is. I mean, I'm covered in chills just saying that to you. I take, I take leaps of faith all the time, and it does not mean I'm not scared, but I know that there is no other choice. I must take these leaps so that I can grow spiritually. Um, it's a fabulous group. You are going to meet your soul family. A lot of people who have taken this course with me in the past have met you know, friends, and like I call them soul family, we have our birth family and our soul family, and our souls right now are seeking our soul family. So many people have met during this course and have continued to have a friendship for years to come. I met one of my very best friends at the first mediumship course I ever took in 2008. So let's make this easy for you, all right? That's what my job is, to guide you, to mentor you, and to make it easy. I hope to see you. The launch is in February, so don't miss it. And this is the only time I'm having this price available at $9.97, and I'm even uh, offering payment plans. So let's do this. Let's get rolling. Let's get ready for February. Get in the course before it fills up because I do have limited seating.
So don't wait to the last minute to sign up. Get on over to my website, juliatreat.com, and click on the um, mediumship course, and we will get rocking and rolling. Hello, beautiful. I hope that you are having a glorious day. Ah, I'm just taking a big, deep breath in gratitude. Just so much to be grateful for. I'm watching the snow whip around outside my windows. It's coming down here in Northeast Pennsylvania, and it's like, I don't know, 20 degrees outside. Probably the wind chills, as windy as it is today, is probably negative something. But still, there's so much to be grateful for. I get to sit here and tell you stories and about things that have happened, and I get to sit here and imagine it helping people open up or awaken to new things or new ideas or perhaps helping others release stories or judgment. It's just such a, an amazing thing. I mean, I'm even sitting here holding so much gratitude just for the ability to reach people from all over the world with this little, little computer on my desk. I can promise you that I did not see this happening many years ago. There's no way that I would have ever foreseen or believed that I would be talking weekly about my life and things happening. I remember my very first podcast. It was my kickoff interview. Now, I've, you know, as I've opened up to my abilities as this, you know, I struggle with t this, to be honest, because I hate labels. I don't like them. Um, well, hate's a strong word, but I don't like labels. I, yeah, I, I don't ever know what to call myself <laughs> because I'll tell people I'm a medium. I'm a psychic. I'm uh, an angel intuitive. I'm a clairvoyant, but it's far more than that. It's, and it's not from an ego based. It just doesn't fit all of who I am. So when I was getting ready to have my kickoff interview, to start my podcast, and I'd always been guided to do this. I mean, you know, each door that opened, this was the next one. So when I say always guided to do this, I was always being led, and this was one of the pieces um, in my journey, was to find my voice and share it with the world, and not just to be a leader, teacher, mentor, but to help myself heal and to heal my soul so that I could soar so that I could speak from my truth. People talk about it. Well, you know, if you do a podcast, you write a book, it's going to help your throat chakra heal. Well, it's going to do a whole lot more than that. Okay. It's healing your soul. It's healing your soul, your soul wounds from this lifetime, from all of your past lifetimes. It's healing all of you. I just didn't realize how profound that healing would be. I had a literal breakdown the day of my first podcast. I was shaking like a leaf. I, I was a disaster. I was a mess. But that's what I talk about. When we're, when we're moving out of our comfort zone and we're growing spiritually and we're up-leveling spiritually, that's that uncomfortable space that we feel freaked out sometimes. Sometimes we're laughing, sometimes we're crying, sometimes we're screaming. 
but it's the space that we have to move through because those are the times, those spaces are the, those are the transformational places that we move from. I had to stop my interview. You know, we started it and um, I had a, a, one of my close friends now, Shan Vanderleek, she interviewed me for it. And she's a whiz. She is like the podcast queen. And I had to stop because I started crying hysterically. I could not get myself together. I mean, I was totally freaking out. I was having a meltdown. I told her, you know, and she's such a beautiful soul. She said, you just take your time and you reach out when you're ready to start again. And that was it. And I, you know, spent the next few minutes sobbing crying out to God and the angels and saying, I know I'm supposed to do this and I'm scared to death because I'm coming out to the world now in a bigger way saying that I have these abilities. I can talk to dead people. I can talk to angels. I can talk to God. I see Jesus sometimes. You know, that's a big deal. Especially when you have past lives running the show. So over my travels, through my travels, I have gotten to know such amazing souls, whether it's through readings, speaking engagements, coaching people one-on-one -on -one or in groups. I get to watch people transform and it just blows me away each and every time. It doesn't blow me away that they're able to do it. It blows me away to watch them as they realize they can do it. That is the coolest thing. One of the things that I get to do is I get to speak with children. So quite often parents will book readings for their children. And, you know, I've done readings for children as young as two years old. And like I tell their parents, the universe knows how to speak their language. They're going to come through exactly how that two-year-old or six-year-old or 10-year-old or 16-year-old needs to hear it. It always works out perfectly. <coughs> but something I've noticed as I have continued to mentor children, because some families actually hire me to act as a mentor and guide for them and their their child or children. Several people have... Uh, parents have, several parents have multiple children who are sensitive and have different types of abilities. And so it is so much fun when I get to work with an entire family because the parents get to learn more about their child, what they're connecting with, what's happening, because it's not happening for them. It helps them understand what's going on. They start learning their child's true purpose, what they're here to do, and they learn how to support them so that they can have... The, the best, most amazing life moving forward in their abilities. Now, there are particular guides that seem to be coming through for these children, and I wanted to talk about that because if you ever think that your children, sensitive or not, doesn't matter. We all have guides. I mean, we all have our own guides that are helping us. But there seems to be... Um, so lately I've done... Well, lately and in the past, I'm just thinking of different experiences with different children. 
So some of the guides that come through, not some, they always come through. These particular guides always come through for the kids. Jesus is always one of them. And that, of course, makes sense to probably all of us because Jesus always says, you know, um, that song, Jesus loves little children. Jesus loves the children. I mean, he loves all of us, but oh my God, he loves the children. He supports anyone doing anything to support the children. Like Jesus is on the forefront. Mother Teresa comes through with the children. And we're going to talk about her in a second. And Wayne Dyer, who just passed away last year. Maybe it's been, let's see. No, you know what? I think it's been two years now this February. So two, two years, I believe, this February. Um, his last book was actually called Memories of Heaven. And it was Children's Memories of Heaven. And Wayne would always say, we, have, we must listen to the children. They're here to teach us. And they are. I believe that and I know that. They still, they teach me so much. So Wayne Dyer comes through as a guide as well. Now, a lot of the children aren't familiar with Wayne Dyer, but I got to tell you about a couple of instances when I I did a reading for um, a boy in Mexico. I'm just pulling up his, the email that his mom sent me because I want to, she, I had permission to share this. So the young man's name, the boy's name was Adolfo. So hi, Adolfo. I know she said he binge listens to my podcast. So I wanted to give him a shout out and say hi. So we did a reading, but it's a face-to-face. You know, it's Adolfo and his parents are there. And we see each other on the computer. And um, so we started doing this reading. And Adolfo had abilities. Like he could see stuff or sense stuff. I think he could feel it, if I recall. It's been a while since I did that reading with his family with him and his family, but he could sense things. And so we did, I took him through some different exercises and got him connected with, um, I believe we called in Jesus and Archangel Michael and his angels. And uh, because I want to, I teach, I teach the children and even my one-on-one clients, I teach them how to do it. I don't, yeah, I could go in and clear a house for someone. And I have done that in the past, but it's so much more powerful to You know, one of my clients recently said, you're trying to put the power back in my hands, into my hands. And I said, yes, that's what I'm trying to do. I want to give you the power. So I take my clients. So I took Adolfo through this um, exercise. And I don't recall all the details of it and what occurred. All I know is it brought him a a huge sense of relief and peace. And he felt so much better about it because he was kind of getting in the fearful uh, mode of what was around him. So I began to tell him that, you know, he had so many guides, but this one guide in particular was coming forward, and it was Mother Teresa. Now, let me tell you how big his eyes got when I said Mother Teresa is stepping out or stepping up as your main guide. This is the cool thing. So he had just done, Adolfo's eyes were huge. And he was looking at his parents like he couldn't believe what I just said. And I didn't know what that was about yet. I just saw the reaction. And I'm like, oh boy, what's going on here? And his mother said he just did a huge school report on Mother Teresa. He's always been drawn to her. He feels so close to her. And so I, I almost get tears in my eyes right now saying it. I was blown away. When I got to give him that validation that she was right there with him. So I said, oh, my God, Adolfo, like, she's so proud of you. And she's so grateful that you, you know, did this in her honor. So 
Mother Teresa, as I said, she's guiding the children. I mean, she is one of the main guides for the kids. So let me look here. Um, um, let's see here. I'm trying to find the message. I want to read this to you, how the email came through, because I did ask permission if I could use his name, and Adolfo said yes. His mother said it was okay. So he did the report, and I guess his mother, I guess they were talking about Mother Teresa. And Adolfo asked his mom, I believe, you know, did you know her name was actually Maria? And I believe she said, no, I didn't know her name was originally Maria. And so he looked it up. Um, he did the research and he did this whole report on her. Her name was Maria. So she said she at first kind of was questioning him because she couldn't find it online. Um, yeah, it says right here. I told him to look it up on the Internet to see if it was true, if her name was Maria. Um, and that I had searched and didn't find a reference to it. And he was like, mom, believe me, I made, I did the research. I continued looking for it. And I finally saw that it was true. So his mother found, um, did end up finding it. I don't know if Adolfo hopped on and found it or not, but it was, I'm going to read it to you here. Um, so it's the bio, bio dot, oh, biography.com, if you want to check it out for yourself. So biography.com, um, it says in 1928, at 18 years of, of uh, 18 years old, Agnes Bajaxiu, I'm not going to say that right, decided to become a nun and set off for Ireland to join the Sisters of Loretto in Dublin. It was there that she took the name Sister Mary Teresa after St. Teresa of oh gosh don't kill me lasso <laughs> i don't know how to say that um hold on where is this at okay a year later sister mary teresa traveled on to india for the for the, so in may 1931 she made her first profession of vows afterwards she was sent to calcutta where she was assigned to teach a saint mary's high school for girls a school run by the loretto sisters and dedicated to teaching girls from the city's poorest families. So what I'm getting at, first of all, that this, this Adolfo found this information out that I asked some other people and they didn't even know it. And they were very close or very felt very close to Mother Teresa. And so that he had found this information out about her, but then to get the validation that she was with him as one of his guides. And then it wasn't not too it wasn't too long after that I did a reading for another young man, Aiden. Hi, Aiden. I don't know if Aiden listens to these, but I know his mom does. So I'm gonna give a shout out to Aiden. And Aiden and his mother came to my house actually. And we were doing a reading around my dining room table. And Mother Teresa came through as his main guide, one of his main guides, and his eyes were just, you know his eyes were huge and I can't remember the details of whether he felt close to her, but then he goes, I think, I think I just came across a book of about her at my school or in the library. Like he had recently seen a book about her with her name on it. And I said, well, that's, you know, those, that's a wink from her. Like she was just trying to let you know she was near. And now today, because I told you, you know, she's stepping forward as one of your guides 
she's, you know, you're remembering that book where you saw her name. So he was, I mean, his grin, he was grinning from ear to ear. He was elated. So Mother Teresa, she's actually a card that I pulled today for myself out of Doreen Virtue's deck, Saints and Angels. It's a purple deck, a beautiful angel on the front. And I pulled the Mother Teresa card, and it's the activist card. And see, when I pull Mother Teresa, number one, I know that my true life purpose is to help and support these special children that are here and the ones on the way. I know that. And Mother Teresa is not only acting as a guide for them, but she is guiding those that are stepping in or have signed up. I'm going to use that word. Who have signed up to help these children. Like, this is my destiny. You know, we all think what our destiny, we have this belief or thought of what our destiny is. And be ready, my friend, because it may just open up to something you never, ever thought. It could be something bigger, grander, far different than you ever realized. I know my destiny is to support the children and help them in any way, including their families, so that they can understand how to support them. Um, I'm here to help form somehow, help to form new school systems or open new schools or be a backer or on the forefront, doesn't matter, because these kids are not going to survive, truly are not going to survive in the school system the way it's going. Mother Teresa is a part of that. She's, she's helping me. She's helping a lot of us. So don't be surprised if now that I've even talked about her, if you start noticing her name, if it just starts showing up, it could just show up as Teresa, Mother Teresa. Um, so don't be surprised if you start getting messages now from Mother Teresa after you just heard this podcast. I'm just looking up something real quick on my computer. Real quick. I just thought something... Um, all right. So, no, I was just looking for something to see if I could add to the conversation. So these special munchkins, you probably, some of you listening to this have your children, your grandchildren, or you're going to be having these kids. Don't be surprised also if Mother Teresa starts coming around and, and just showing up as one of your guides as well. Archangel Michael. He is absolutely around all of these light workers. That's one thing I love to do is help kids remember their connection to that massive angel, Archangel Michael. That's the first angel that I, besides their guardian angels, that's the first angel that I connect them with or help them get connected to, whether it's through meditation. I usually, here's a funny thing too, and I want to point this out. Adults, when we meditate, so a lot of adults, it take we, we just, it has to be 30 minutes, has to be 15 minutes, like however long. It has to be this length of time, and it takes us a while to get there. And maybe guided meditation, if someone is talking us through it, it might be a process, and we have to keep doing it to get better at it. And so because of the stories that we've created in our lifetime and because all the bullshit that's running through our head as we're trying to meditate, it takes us this amount of time. I ran a class. I ran a, uh, I did a little kids class on angels. 
And I talked about angels, talked about Archangel Michael. I showed the kids all these pictures of hearts that I had taken over the years, like, you know, breaking an egg open and there's a heart yolk or, you know, different heart rocks that I found, a heart sickle. Like I took a picture of all these icicles hanging off a tree and there's one that's a heart. I love to show it to everyone, but I really, the kids' reactions, of course, are priceless because they're like, oh, oh my God. So we did this little class and then I said, well, we're going to do a meditation. And, um, you know, here's the thing. A lot of the parents stayed. I told the parents, you have the choice of staying with your child. Feel free to, if you want to, because you're going to just benefit from this too. So every parent stayed. (laughs) So everyone is sitting there with their child in their lap and I'm, we're getting ready for the meditation. And I told the parents specifically, I said, please do not correct your child. Do not hold them down. Do not tell them to be quiet. Don't tell them, shh. Let them be. You do what you need to do. You can close your eyes, but let your child just, however this meditation is supposed to be for them. Because you see what was going to happen, don't you? If you have a circle of little kids from, they were ages four to, I think, 12, and you have a a circle of these kids, there's going to be some you know, as we would call fidgeting, moving around where they're just, they're just free. They just want to move. They can't sit still like that. They're here to teach us. I'm telling you. So I told the parents, do not shush your child. Don't control them. I am the one leading this meditation. You let me handle that. Well, I wasn't going to tell any of them anything, but I told the parents, I have this. So you just sit back. So I did the meditation and it was maybe five minutes. Now, when I do it with an adult, with, I do it with a group of adults, it's, anywhere from 15 to 30. But I know kids can go right to that place. We didn't waste any time. I took them in. I started guiding them, um, you know, calling the light in. We go through a garden. You meet your guardian angel. Your guardian angel tells you their name. They give you a gift. You put it in your heart. Like, that's how quick it was. And afterwards, and yeah, some were moving around, and some were like, uh, stretching and making noises. I mean, I had to hold back my laughter, actually. It was cute. And when we got done, each child got a big poster board. And I had markers and crayons and pencils and all kinds of, whatever they needed to. And I said, you know, it's fun to create. Draw a picture of what happened while you were in, the, in that garden with your angel so that you don't ever forget. You're going to always have this picture. And I said, just so the parents, <laughs> there were some parents that were like, oh, like they didn't, I think they, assumed their child didn't get anything out of that because they were moving around the whole time. I said, you just wait and see. And so these children just started drawing these elaborate, I'm not kidding. Some, it was like a huge rainbow and they had a picture of standing under the rainbow with their guardian angel hand in hand. I have chills when I say that. They had their names on the back. They had their guardian angel's name on the back of their, you know, where their wings are and they put their name. Um, They had little messages in bubbles where the angel told them things, even the four-year-old who was all over the place, he had the most magical little uh, creation. And I, his mom was blown away. No, I think his grandmother brought him. She was blown away. And I said, do you see, they don't need 20 minutes of silence and sitting still. They don't, they need to be free. All I had to do was, you know, and the younger, the quicker they can get there because they haven't been here as long as us. You know what I'm saying? So the children, 
the children. They're here to teach us. They have amazing guides watching over them. Help your child, help your grandchild, however it is, to stay in that, keep that, that sense of wonder. Help them keep the imagination. And I hate the word imagination because we immediately go to imagination means not real. And that's bullshit. They're in the real world. Seriously. They're in the world of divine connection. They're in the world of angels and fairies and unicorns and rainbows. That's reality. That's my reality. Thank God. Thank God I finally got back there. I'll never forget it. The other day I had this, I was walking outside. I had this flashback of when I was four years old. And we had just moved to uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. That's where I grew up. My, my backyard was the Black Hills. I loved it. Beautiful, amazing. And we moved there right after there was this massive flooding that did, it was just massive devastation and many people killed. And the, we moved there right even before everything had kind of, you know, dried up, even before the rains had stopped, I think. It's, it's, this is what I recall anyway. But I remember playing outside on the street and we had these these, um, what do you call them? Like culverts, I think they're called, or ditch drains, drain ditches. I don't know where the water would run, but these big ditches so it wouldn't go in the road. And I would play there, but I would always see dinosaurs. And I mean, literally see them. I would see dinosaurs around. I, I wasn't scared or anything. I was just, um, could see or feel or sense dinosaurs. Actually, it was more of a seeing. And I would go home and tell my parents that I could see dinosaurs. And, you know, that's what parents do. Oh, isn't that, yeah, isn't that amazing? Wow. Or depending on how your child reacts, or no, that's not there. That's nothing to worry about. But I was more excited about it. But I realize now, I had this flashback. I haven't thought about that in years. And I had that flashback and I went, oh, my gosh. Like I had the, I always say I didn't do this stuff when I was little. I opened up in 2008 when a friend of mine was dying, but I did do this stuff when I was little. I could see what had been on that ground before. I could see the dinosaurs. That's, I mean, it, it, when I had this epiphany the other day, I'm like, oh my God, I actually, I forgot that happened. So, you know, I can't wait to see what happens now. I might have some other memories pop up. But as soon as that popped up, I clearly remember seeing those dinosaurs. And I would see them all the time. And I think I just started shutting that down because no one ever believed me. So I would just like, you know, that's what happens when we don't believe the kids. Because they're having a different experience than we are. We're all having our own experience. So when we tell them this isn't happening or that's not right or that's just make-believe or just tell them to go away and, you know, all this stuff that we do because we don't understand it. They start thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe this isn't real. When I know those dinosaurs, I can see them right now like it was yesterday. They were real. All right, that is it for today. I hope you're liking these longer uh, podcasts. I had a few people reach out and asked me to make them longer. Said they love to listen to them and that 
you know, the 10, 11, 12 minutes wasn't long enough. And I here I thought I was talking too long. So I'm having a blast now because I'm just talking about anything and everything. And it sure is a lot of fun. <laughs> it really is. Thanks for listening to me. I'm grateful. Now go have a rocking day. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping Into the Light. Be sure to visit juliatreat.com to connect with Julia on a more personal level. She offers a variety of programs to help you continue on your spiritual journey with grace and ease, including Spiritual Boot Camp, the BLC Monthly Membership, and her one-on-one coaching programs. There is something for everyone 